Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 633. Man, do I've got a great guest for you this Saturday evening, Mr. John uh, Greenbodeye from, on Instagram. You want to tell us how you're doing and where we can find you? Yeah, man, uh, doing pretty good. Find me um, kind of all over the place, but... Uh, at Green Bodie on Instagram. Um, also, the real Green Bodie is the backup. Also, at Green Bodie on like LinkedIn and Twitter, you know, John Bay's on Facebook, whatever. You can find me in all those spots. I'm pretty, uh, pretty accessible. So that's what's up. Well, I got to tell you. I almost was late for my own my own show this evening. Uh, I rarely look back, but on uh, like follow up episodes, I try to like go back and listen to the episode prior to kind of you know pick up where we left off. And man, I was enjoying the episode so much I kind of lost track with time. On your Instagram there, it kind of describes you as an artist, man. That that literally does not do you justice, my friend. Adrenaline junkie, uh, very spiritual guy, uh, very uh, philosophical gentleman as well. Uh, so many great points of that episode that I was enjoying, my friend. Uh you, you, you're a very uh, high-strung gentleman. What have you been up to this last year? It's been about a year since I spoke with you last. Um, I think the main thing that we've been rocking, like on a that I'm like psyched on, is well, a couple things. I um, have that well project, the Wells of Dharma project. It's been bumping, been pretty hyped on that. I think we've finished 57 wells. Um, we're um, that with my uh, partner. Uh, Michael Abramson um, goes by Rev Diablo Insano on uh, Instagram. Um, but yeah, we started rocking that. It's just uh, with a couple of my brothers out of India that I met first time I went to India. Um, so stayed in touch with them and we started this project where we're putting um, hand pump water wells, you know, drilling anywhere from 75 to 100 plus feet. And just tapping into the water table there to get these villages um, water that they just they don't have any water. They don't have running water. They don't have any water. They don't have, you know, it's it's pretty hectic over there. Um, just in the sense of the caste system and how it works. So um, that's been a big thing that I've been really hyped on. Um, I was just out in Ithaca, New York, um, where um, doing a project closely related. Um, to His Holiness uh, the Dalai Lama's monastery, Namgyal Monastery. So we're doing a project um, that just broke ground um, for the Library Learning Center of His Holiness the Dalai Lama. And so we were out there for a week. Um, this last Friday was a groundbreaking ceremony. So that's a huge project um, that, you know, really happy to be a part of that. And so, yeah, those have been the two main things. Um, I guess, you know, there's been weed stuff happening too, you know. So I guess we can talk about that too, but the stuff that's really cool is this philanthropic stuff, you know, that's what I've been really hyped on.
that is an awesome cause right there. Uh, the wells, the water there, very important project. And I'm sure uh, keeping you quite busy as well. Uh, so when you want to, let's remind somebody, let's remind them if they do want to help out with that project, how can they help out? I'm really just hit up the Instagram wells of Dharma at wells of Dharma um, or hit up my Instagram DM or Rev Diablo Insano. Any of them will, will get you get you to the spot. It's pretty easy. We're in the process of starting up the the 5013C or 5013C, so what, um, the nonprofit. So that's like in the role right now. So pretty hyped on that too. So make it a little easier for people to donate. Thank you, my friend. Oh, sorry about that. When I spoke with you last time, you were just uh, getting a, an amazing harvest or crop started for last year. How'd that turn out? It was good, man. Everything went really good um, on the growing end. <coughs> everything's been, <coughs> been stellar, to be honest, you know. <coughs> been, <coughs> been working with... Uh, new lighting company that i've been really fucking hyped on <clears throat> so that's been cool Fo fos i don't know if you heard of them but they're led company and i mean hands down the best fucking lights there are out there that i've that i've seen i mean maybe there's better but i haven't seen any yet and what we're what we're doing it's just it's really nice to finally see the technology and everything of that um genre of lights be just be where it's at it's really it's really cool Man, uh, I've been talking a lot, a lot about lights lately. Moreover, like time, uh, our light schedules. Uh, kind of, well, kicking around the idea or discussing the idea that's been put forth lately by uh, Joe Petty, uh, old school grower. Joe, uh, Crazy Joe from Nepal, I believe, is his handle from back in the day. And uh, kind of talking about us overdoing it with the lights, you know, especially now that we're, you know, pushing these super strong LEDs. He's trying to say that we could be pushing our light schedules way, way back, you know, pointing out in nature that we don't, you know, ha even have 18 hour days and stuff like that. You know, we're overdoing it, you know, our power consumption with cannabis. What, do, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, following nature is always key. So when you look at the light cycles of nature, you're not seeing, you know, what we're doing in the rooms. A lot of people, I don't know. I like to run a little shorter flower cycles and stuff. So um, I'm kind of into that. What are you uh, gonna put down this year? What are you growing for this season? 
Um, I'm starting to, I just finished a bunch of S1s of Golden Pineapple that I'm about to release. So that I'm pretty psyched on. Um, I'm finding some males out of the Ancient Aliens, which is that GMO by Ancient OG. Um, that one, I'm going to find some males and do a little project there. I got a, some Afghani one pollen from Michael from Coastal Seeds, Kagi one. Also got some Helmand Afghani pollen. Um, just both from seeds he gave me. He gave me some Afghani, so we figured we'd do a little collab and throw some of that Afghani towards some of the OGs and some of this, that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah, but that's kind of what's right, right coming up. But, um, you know, just keep goofing around really on that end, you know? I'm just trying to, trying to, trying to make herb that, that I like that's, um, you know, going to be different. It's like, I don't, oh no, man market's pretty interesting what's out there is pretty interesting luckily there's enough people that care about good herb to not grow what's um easily sellable only you know right on uh you kind of had pointed out uh earlier in the week through the dms that you'd recently gotten your ig back how did how does a good person like yourself you know uh how did you know? How do they take away an Instagram page from somebody like yourself that's you know helping out the communities with water and you know an awesome dude in general? You know, how, that's I see some pretty unfair things happen in cannabis to great folks, and so why why do you think uh, IG was so un, uncruel to you? Well, at least they gave it back, I guess. But why do you think I got, I got, I got hacked? And, you know, not necessarily hacked, but, you know, I got, um, I got quite a few haters and, you know, obviously I'm be, be, I'm pretty big competition for a lot of people in some way or another in their mind or whatever it may be, you know? So yeah, man, basically I got, um, my IG got deleted for soliciting sexual, services graphic sexual content and nudity so that's the that's the file i was like logged away in you know luckily i have really good friends and people that care about me in one way or another and they were able to do everything they could and got it back even though it seemed near impossible but um but they did it so i guess when you are a good person and do the right thing and do your best to help others. The people that are selfish maggots, um, they can just be selfish fucks anyway, you know? So it's, it's no big deal. You know, we don't pay any mind to them, you know, we're done. Lost you there, brother. Yeah, I'm almost sorry I asked, but I'm glad you got it back. Like you said, uh, yeah, no, things good, come man. around full circle, brother. What was cool is I didn't care either way. <laughs> that's that's what's even cooler, you know. <laughs> I mean, I cared because I'm supposed to care, and it's good for business, and it's good for optics, and people are so su superficially oriented. If you don't got a big Instagram, that you're not cool and all that shit. But um, 
in all reality, uh, it was a blessing, you know, it, to be honest, it just was a big blessing. And I mean, who wants to be um, anchored and entangled to a device or a superficial aspect of whatever continuum that's got them enslaved you know like it's fucking horrible you know so so that i guess when i felt that when i when i lost instagram and i was like went through this like week-long kind of withdrawal kind of thing you know i was like what the fuck why do i feel like this you know i feel like you know if you eat a lot of ecstasy or something like in a couple days you feel like shit you know so it was like that kind of feeling like shit feeling but that shit lasted like a week and i'm like why am i feeling like this i'm like oh wow i think it's like a chemical serotonin dopamine reaction from the screen and all the stuff that was going on there you know so i was like fuck man hectic so it's been really nice you know actually that part of it because i'm i'm not on my phone much anymore you know when i was on it a lot now i have you know someone that i trust really deeply and you know cares about everything that's kind of like handling that for me all in my voice i'm actually telling them exactly what to say and do whatever but they're the one opening the phone doing the thing and doing that for me because they fucking care about me and i have more important things to do than um you know stare at a phone so even though so that being said it's still happening meaning it's still my voice it's still me i'm just not the one punch punching the key you know so it's kind of um it was actually a big blessing you know actually and then i started that other page um the real green Bodhi, because i was like ah you never know really the reason i have it like that is because you know my kid's name is Bodhi, you know and he would be in the room like running around he'd come out the room you know and he's like fucking three years old i'm the real green Bodhi, you know and um you know, so that's kind of why I started it that because in case like, and that's why the first couple posts have him in it in case he needs a Instagram in the future for some reason, you know, we'll like kick him off, kick him off or start him off, you know, <laughs> so you can have a, a fucking weed Instagram <laughs> might go over good in high school. Right. Now. So, you know, looking back at that episode some of my uh, favorite parts of that episode were uh some of the some of the your stories about psychedelics basically we spoke about ayahuasca and i was hoping at that point or i told you that at that point some people in chat were pointing me in the direction where i could try some and unfortunately i hate to report to you i have not yet come across that chance yet uh but I that's would. Probably, that's probably I would. better. <laughs> I said that's probably better. <laughs> that's probably better. Huh? I don't know. I would definitely like to open that door and see, good or bad, what's on the other side for me. You know. Well, yeah, but you know, like, say. what I mean by better is it's like, you know, a lot of people slanging ayahuasca in the states and all that. It's pretty hokey, man. So you know, versus something that's more traditional, that's, that's going to take some time, you know, and it takes, it takes a lot of conditions for it to come together. And, you know, like 
when I first tried it, <clears throat> you know, I went down to Peru, but like the only thing that was really, I could find informational on it was on Arrowwood's vaults, you know, and pretty much it said, oh yeah, there's potential you're going to die, blah, 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 all this stuff, you know, I'm like, wow, that sounds kind of sick, you know, so um, I went to Peru for it, you know. But even there, man, it's like a fucking needle in a haystack to find the real deal, you know? So, yeah, if you ever if you ever want to have that kind of trip, you, you, you should just, like, go through us, you know? And then you can at least get the, get the one you're looking for, you know? At least you know it's going to be good medicine and, you know, you're not going to have some weirdo shaman try to, like, bang your girlfriend or something, you know, or whatever. I'm just saying, you know, not to be so, uh, you know dry about it but you know what I mean? <laughs> gets kind of gets kind of kooky in the realm of like urban shamans you know well i'll have to take your word for it the one thing that i didn't get to witness in the last year was another guest uh meow flower who had the opportunity uh he i got to speak with him like the day after and you know Obviously, with talking with him nightly, you know what I mean? You get to know somebody and seeing him come out the other side from that experience was, uh, you could see how life-changing it was for him. And it, it kind of just made me more or less want to venture down that road again. And, you know, again, you know, hopefully through a reliable source, but, you know, I would I would take that opportunity if I come across that bridge. That's for sure. Well, you know, like what what I what I what I gotta say about like most psychedelics and theogens, things like that. You know, my experience personally has been it's more of affirmation than telling you something new. You know, like most of these plants and most of these things, deep down inside, you know, you're a stupid fuck. You know. So then it's like, it tells you that. And then you're like, yeah, man, I am kind of a stupid fuck. You know, I know I'm selfish there. I know I'm selfish here. I know I'm selfish there. I know I'm lazy there. You, you, we really know that. So like, really what it comes down, like from, this is my, from my own experience, you know, so it's, maybe it's different for other people, but um, it just showed me that, yeah, man, you you are lazy and you are you know doing things that you shouldn't be doing so stop doing those things and stop being so fucking lazy and work harder and be cooler and be wiser and be more compassionate and just keep doing your best to be more like that you know it's like and everything how you think and see is like it was mostly affirmations because I already knew that I was like, um, not the best person I can be, or I wouldn't be on a path that was attempting to be a better person, you know? So if I thought I was all good, then I would just be all good. I wouldn't need to go like, go to Peru or go to India or go to do all this stuff and try to drink all these plants and do all this thing just to be less of a piece of shit, you know, kind of as, really what it comes down to you know like what was cannabis for me i was like asshole medicine you know it helped me not be so much of an asshole you know when i was younger so like 
you know, what's ayahuasca? It's like that times a thousand. <laughs> Cause like, it's not like, oh man, I think kind of feel bad for talking to that person like that, like weed. It's like, oh my God, I think I'm going through a hell realm. <laughs> I'm fucking dying right now. I wish I wouldn't have did that thing. Meaning even if it was just yell at someone, you know, cause I don't do bad shit, you know? Like when I was younger, I used to be kind of rowdy and beat people up and like, you know, I, I wasn't a bully, but if there was a bully around, I was down to throw down with them, you know, kind of vibe. So then what I realized is you kind of become a bully then if, I mean, cause most bullies that act like that, they're kind of pussies, you know, they don't like, they, it's all an act, you know, and once you realize that it's, um, it's not, uh, it's not fair anymore, you know, even if they're big, they're tough, they act all tough, they're fucking push people around, they act like that, you know, most of those dudes are like, they can't throw down, they don't have a jaw of steel, you know, they haven't been socked, you know, like really socked up, you know, so it's like, when I was younger, I used to be really rowdy and get down like that, you know, so like, even then, it's like, oh, I thought I was doing a good deed, you know, oh, I'm gonna beat this bully's ass, you know, <laughs> then I realized I was still being an asshole, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, and the plants, the beautiful thing about the plants, you know, they were able to show me not just the gross level stuff like that. Like, of course, you know, you shouldn't be fighting. And of course, you know, you shouldn't be like, you know, you realize the dimensional um, kind of variation of humans, even in that, in that, especially in that realm, because it's really, um, it's really like on, you know, um, so you get to feel things that, that aren't, um, that a lot of people don't get a feel about yourself and others, you know, and, you know, the plants show you that too, you know, really like kicks your ass kind of, you know, like, the waves also show you that when you surf, the mountains show you that when you climb. But if you don't do things like that, where your life's on the line, you don't get to have that vision of who you actually are, in my opinion. You know, if you've never been your ass drowned to death by waves or something, or almost died on the mountain, or like, you know, face someone like trying to kill you or trying to like knuckle up with you like solid on the street, you know, like you don't know who you really are. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it, you know, but like you had that experience and you see who you are when you're fucking like looking death right in the face. Then it's like, so then also the plants can get ayahuasca can, can give you that, you know, you get to see who you are when you think you're going to die, when you drank too much poison <laughs> and you're like everything and you think you're going to die, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, I'm fucking dying. I wish I wouldn't have said that did this i wish i would have gave my parents a hug i wish i wouldn't have talked to them like that i wish i would have -da 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 -da. and then you have these things because you really actually think you're gonna fucking die you know because that's the feeling it induces sometimes you know and then you're having these really crazy psychedelic experiences as you're like facing these karmic um imprints you know and so meaning imprints from your causes and conditions you know um so that shit gets real when you're on ayahuasca, you know, it's real when you're on LSD, you know, you, you know, like for me, like I eat too much acid before in the, you know, a bunch of times. And like, every time I ate too much acid, it get kind of scary, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, fuck, 
all the little things that you did wrong don't seem so little, you know, like they seem really fucking big, you know? And then the whole world's like, you know, like I've had acid trips where like all the state of humanity, like survival was based upon my karma and if I was good or not, you know? So like, if I'd like, you know, so like, since I had done things wrong and treated people poorly, I thought like I had fucked it up for all of humanity. And that was why like all of the human realm was like doomed, you know, like I've had those kind of acid trips, you know, almost kill myself, you know? <laughs> so anyway, like, I guess it just depends on how much you eat and how much you care, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine the trip of heaven, the fate of humanity resting on my or your karma you know that would be talk about an ego whole... trip bro <laughs> be a oh man i've been like reflection of everything wouldn't it i mean it's really like that you know isn't it like if you look at a microcosm macrocosm reality you know like the whole state of the world rests on our capacity of realization you know like meaning all our suffering is really based upon our perception. You know, I haven't found another place that I suffer actually, unless I'm focusing on myself, you know, like, so if I'm focusing on myself or my perspective of my perception of the story that I'm creating off of what I'm viewing in front of me or what's happening to me, you know, what I mean, that's like that's a lot of breaches in the in the in the puzzle from how it is to how I think it is, you know. So, like, why should I believe that story when it already went through fucking 26 different fucking patterns of recreation? You know, it sounds like scary, you know. And so, like, when you look at it, really, all your suffering comes from all of that, all of what you paint on reality you know meaning how you perceive reality is one thing but then how you think about it you recreate it you you know all that's where you suffer you know on how you're attached or how you're averted to the reality you know it really is only those two things you know and then that goes what attachment aversion turns into lust or hatred you know, so it's like everything's based in those two forms of ignorance, you know, so what are those two things, ignorance, attachment, aversion, all based in expression of karma, then perception and how you perceive reality, you know, and so that's the only place you're going to suffer. So if you don't create this fucking story of things then where else are you going to suffer if you can be in a flow state mind aware not like attached not like averted but just like experiencing the reality freely i mean i haven't found that you suffer in that area you know i only found i suffer from when i'm like holding on tight or pushing it away you know so the plants give you a you know, real good, like, you know, push there, like give you a, a jump start. It's like a fucking shortcut, you know, 
if you have the information to analyze your experience correctly, you know, that's really huge. That's why for us, we use um, Buddhist psychology and philosophy and that Dharma, you know, because we haven't found something more clean, something more clear, you know, something um, more direct, you know, because for us, we can't believe that like, oh, it's because of God, you know, because as a Buddhist, you don't actually believe in God. So then you don't, you can't believe it, you know, so then where, what's it come from? Well, it comes from the condition, all the other conditions coming together is what things happen, you know? So all the conditions of something then manifest, you know, like if you look at myself, fuck man, I needed all the conditions of my mom and dad to come together and their mom and dad and mom and dad and mom and dad all just so I can just be. And then they need, you know, so like when you just, just so they can like get down, you know? And then from there, it was like, damn, you know, it's quite a journey to get here. You know, that was a lot of conditions. So if I want to just take onus of the responsibility for it, I'd kind of be an ignorant idiot, you know, when there's like so many infinite conditions that actually gave me the opportunity to experience this reality, you know. So the plants, I feel like give give you an ability to see that. And for us, um, the... Buddhist information gives you the most clean and um, clear way to explain what you're experiencing, you know? And so for myself, what I've found through the last 20 years of, you know, serious study and meditation and contemplation is that I'm the fucking problem, you know, for everything. I haven't found a spot where I'm not the problem if I'm having a problem, you know? It's always me, actually, that is the fucking problem, you know? Isn't the other person. They're in their own fucking dream, you know? They don't have anything to do with what's inside my mind, you know? Only I'm the guy that has the problem with my what's going on. So when you start to then deal with that, ah, you can take responsibility for being a stupid fuck, you know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I can't even, like, you know, one time I was so I was with Eric Nugshots was over earlier. I was telling the story. I was so high on acid, man. I thought I was like born again Jesus, you know, thought I was like born again, like devil spawns. Like, you know, I didn't know which one I was. I was like the top tier of one of them, you know, the most bad or the most good. But I was like so meltdown and LSD, like fucked up, you know, <laughs> I couldn't even talk, you know, couldn't even make a fucking sentence, you know. So I was like, oh, man, chosen one <laughs> can't even talk. <laughs> so it was like you know good slap in the face like are you really that self-centered you know or you like your god complex getting that real right now <laughs> like come on dude get a grip on yourself you fucking stupid you know so that's kind of like at least how i deal with myself you know and for me the plants like really help um put that all in check because you can't lie to yourself really and the plants give you the ability to be honest with yourself i think in a way that's you know you can see it people that drink a lot of booze and smoke weed they're like oh i get anxiety you know i can't really smoke you know it gives me anxiety oh yeah because you like recognize you're being a fucking lame by drinking too much you know <laughs> like or something i don't know that's just my um kind of like uh i have a aversion towards people that um drink too much you know because my 
kid's mom, you know, alcoholic. She didn't have her shit together. So I'm, I'm like single dad with the kid. He's upstairs, you know, waiting for, you know, when, when we get done, I'll, we'll, we'll finish the night out, you know? So, um, you know what I mean? It's like, but even though I'll have a drink and all that, I don't mind at all alcohol like that. But, you know, if you're going to do things, you should, um, like my dad said, you know, you know, when it's a problem, when it's a problem, you know, when it's a problem for your life, you know, when you can't hold a fucking job, when you can't hold your life together, you know? So when it's a problem, it ain't a problem until it's a problem, you know? So, you know I'm like, my dad was a massive alcoholic, you know? When it, but when they took care of him back then in the, in the military, you know, they like, you know, like they go down to the mental the hospital or whatever, you know, it was, I don't know. Get him in there and these two big security guards come in behind him, lock the door and the captain's in there, you know, they shut the door behind him and he's kind of like, oh, what the fuck's happening, you know? captain's like oh mr beige you know why you're in here he's all no no i really don't you know he's all because you're a fucking alcoholic and you're not leaving until you're not and they like locked him up in there for three months you know and like you know brainwashed you good you know so he that he hadn't had another sip of alcohol since he won't even smoke weed <laughs> you know he's like fucking i'm an alcoholic i can't even smell <laughs> like they had him like hooked up to like electro shit like clockwork orange shit or something you know i don't know <laughs> Uh, anyway but back then they like took care of you if you had issues you know meaning they did whatever it took to get you get you get you on the right path it seemed like you know um i don't know what happened but my dad ain't, my dad never tell me but he just told me that story it's part of the story and then he ain't never drink had a drink again and that was i think i was two years old then you know one year old two year old you know so you know Booze is an interesting thing because they slang it so hard and so like nonchalantly, but man, that shit'll shit fucks you up, you know. You know, it is like you, you know, people get so wasted they fucking black out. Like I had this this cop when I was doing a lot of this rules advisory stuff for the state and everything. This one cop had this story, so you know, it's kind of like this, you know. You have someone um smoke a lot of weed, they take like 10 bong hits, jump in the car kind of like be really sketchy look over their shoulder a bunch you know make sure nobody's coming they come out all kind of slow you know cautious go down to the stop sign maybe stop a little shy five feet shy the the line you know like be really like cautious make sure they don't fucking blast through you know cruise on out going kind of slow you know that's what that's what weed people do, you know. He said, you know what a fucking drunk does? Drunk drinks a bottle of fucking booze, you know, bottle of whiskey, jumps in the fucking car, rips out the fucking back of the, you know, out the driveway, runs through the fucking 60 miles an hour through the fucking stop sign, smashes a fucking kid on a bike, you know. <laughs> He's all different vibe, you know. <laughs> fucking cop, you know. It's like you know what i mean anyhow <laughs> shout out to you for being the single dad it's not easy it's not an easy thing i was raised by a single father myself and i have nothing but respect for all the hoops he had to jump through all the things he gave up you know what i mean to keep me fucking safe keep me fucking off the streets, all that good shit. So I have a lot of respect for, you know, the single fathers out there, you know. And, and again, there's a lot of 
piece of shit fathers out there that just won't step up to that plate as far as that too. So sure, it's a fucking there. blessing, bro. Like, God, man, so sick, dude. Get to do mother and father thing. It's fucking epic. What are you smoking on this evening when you when you're done with your hit there? What? What am I smoking? Yeah. Yeah, I'm smoking this like old school hash. <laughs> I don't know if you can see. <laughs> Let's see if I can flip it around here. <laughs> <coughs> What I do appreciate about your smoking method there is uh, the glass rod. Not a lot of people, you know, know about the glass rod or use the glass rod these days for their extracts. Oh, dude, that's the only way I smoke. I smoke bong hits like that, too. Straight up. <laughs> Straight on. I've never tried it for bong hits, but I have used it for extracts. <laughs> no other way to smoke bong hits bro what i do is i like load like you know you pull a chunk of the nug just put it in the bong torch that thing red hot and just fucking roast that fucking nug all the whole thing all red and cherry and that's like that's kind of how i take bong hits not kind of that's how i take bong hits <laughs> 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 Sounds like uh, the solar hits almost, basically. Exactly, you know bro. what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly like, like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, tough and Path in chat wanted me to ask you about uh, your reflections on the Tibetan uh, Book of the Dead. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, we really got to, you know, live our life well, you know, because, you know, really that that book talks a lot about what happens after, you know, but really all what happens after is based off what's happening now. you know. And so um, in, in all reality, there's no really now, you know, because through the truth of impermanence. And as we see, even on an atomic level, everything's in a continual flux, you know, there's no stagnant anything, you know, so really, it's like, what's happened as the past, as the now would be more like what's happening. And then the future would be like, what's yet to happen, you know, um, but the truth is, there's no now. Anyway, um, <laughs> fuck, I don't know where I was going with that, um, to be honest, but well, present moment, Tibetan situation. Tibetan Book of the Dead. All right, that's where we were at. Cool, sick, yeah. No. So, um, yeah, really, so it all is based off of our experience, of our living experience, you know. Most of what happens in the Tibetan Book of the Dead, most humans on Earth aren't going to be aware of that process, you know. Um, so the part that we can be aware of is what we're doing. So that's kind of really my, my insight on that, you know. Um, in our reality and what we practice you know there's 10 stages of death 
each one of those stages are based off of a certain element dissolving in our etherical, you know, physiological connection. And it gives us a sign. Um, most people are only aware of the last sign, which is a clear light mind or the clear light at the end of the tunnel. Cause it's like the ninth stage is a uh, black mirror attainment. They call it um, 10th stage clear light mind. So then when I was realizing um, that, you know, that it doesn't matter what your belief is at the end, because you hear these people that believe Christian or whatever. Oh, I saw a white light at the end of the tunnel. And then something spoke to me and I came back, you know, well, in Buddhism, you know, it's like ninth stage is the, you know, black near attainment, 10 stage is clear light mind. So I'm like, ah, oh, you know, that's close enough for me to kind of infer that same thing happens for everyone. Your understanding and realization of the experience, that's, that's a different story, you know? Um, for me in the last couple of years, I've um, been knocked out a few times and by, uh, you know, IV for surgery or different things, you know? Um, and I did a practice in and out of those. So that was pretty cool to see the change from first to last and um, how I was able to stabilize certain vitals. And my um, continuum of mind was, you know, unbroken for the most part um, in and out of the surgery and anesthesia so i was pretty hyped on that um but during it was a complete fucking blip so <laughs> you know what i mean like what you got to realize is it's kind of like um more uh, a karmic continuum meaning so many actions all coming together that just like when you fall asleep at night you wake up, you know, you, re you really don't, um, and you wake up in the morning, you really don't, you know, know why, what, where, this, that, you just trust that's what's going to happen because it happens so many times, you know, but um, the reality is, is like, you know, when I'm getting anesthesia, I'm like, oh, I could fucking die. So I better do something that's going to be a, a focused practice. So if I do die, then, you know, I don't die like a chump. So and then when I realize when I come out of the anesthesia, I'm like, blah, 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 talking about exactly, you know, like, um, yeah, just, it's very interesting, you know? So that being said, uh, um, as for the death and what happens after and Bardo and all that, being aware of that is really crucial because, um, you know, we're supposed to think, continually of the eminent um nature of death that it can happen at any moment and that being the fuel of why you do practice you know you know why you're supposed to practice like you know someone with their hair on fire tries to put it out with that much tenacity and veracity that you're like doing spiritual practice that's how much you should try you know <laughs> so you know, it's kind of funny um, from a lot of like Western perspective, what they think spiritual practices and how much they do or don't do, you know, and um, it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. But the reality is, is um, to gain any type of true spiritual realization takes a lot of fucking work.
you know, a lot of fucking work and a lot of commitment and a lot of study. So you can, or at least a, a have amazing teachers to tell you exactly what to do if you don't do the study. But most it takes lots of study so you can understand every fucking detail of every aspect of a practice to where you understand what you're trying to do as you sit there and visualize and, you know, create different aspects of enlightened states of mind, you know, and focus on that one pointedly until hopefully it rubs off, you know? So when you think of it like that, you know, like it's a few and far between gang that does that shit, you know? Cause like, I don't, I don't know too many people, you know, and I'm, I'm around a lot of really good people with a lot of really fucking amazing hearts, you know? Um, but other than the monks and that community that I, you know, with Miss um, Holiness Monastery, I just don't, I don't know too many people that do a lot of um, practice of, you know, like study and meditation and seated, focused and trained, you know, unbroken oral transmission kind of practices, you know, um, sadly, you know, um, so it makes sense why they say that, like, this kind of stuff's degrading, you know the dharma is degrading the you know it's all kind of going away you know and you see why because people are more hyped on what people think about them or what kind of car they got or if they got a tesla or some bullshit or you know something that it's like they help people you know it's like i don't know man i felt like back in the day like true street cred was like if you help people and how good tough how like strong your job was i thought you know <laughs> Those are, those, those are, I thought the two cool things, <laughs> but you know, I mean, the ch times change. So you know, um, anyhow, what are we talking about Tibetan Book of the Dead, Bardo, and stuff. Yeah, man, fuck, be a good person because that's one thing for sure we can have unlock. And in this realm, we know for sure that we can spend our energy and time helping people and doing good things. You know. We for sure have control of that because the Bardo man, most of us, you know, we're not going to have jack shit control of what happens after we blip out this life, you know. Sorry to say, it's a sad truth, but we're kind of fucked if we don't really do what, you know, we have to here, you know, to think that we're not, we're going to have some type of um, freedom when we die if we don't like master something here. Like, I don't know, man. That's why I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to have much control there. So I'm just going to like do the best I can. So like, maybe if I go to hell, then I'll, at least I can bring water. You know what I mean? <laughs> bring a little water, you know? Because like, shit's hot in hell, you know? But I ain't fucking scared of hell, you know? But I'm, I would like to bring some water if I went, you know? That'd be sick, dude. You'd be the OG motherfucker with water in hell, you know? The hot hell with water. You'd be fucking killing it, you know? So... And people be hyped, you know, because it's fucking, you know, they, they describe in, in Buddhism, they have like, you know, in Christianity, I think they have one hell, right? In Buddhism, they have like 17 hells. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, there ain't no God, but we got 17 hells. <laughs> it's like hectic, you know? Um, anyhow, so, 
you know what I mean? It's like so. Would water be the right choice to serve you in all eighteen hells? I don't know, man. Water. I, I heard water in some of the hells is like some some of the. Oh, maybe that's hungry ghost realm. Hmm. Yeah, with water when it goes down their throat, it's like molten lava. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. Um, yeah, no, man, we got a good here in this realm, you know. And that's what they say. They say that the human realm is a very special one, you know, because we have this ability, right? This ability to talk and be aware, talk about this kind of stuff, be aware and talk about talking about it, even, you know what I mean? Very unique, you know, very special, they say, you know. And they say they have a fortunate human rebirth, which is a rebirth that's able to like have a good body, have a good look, have a good thing, be around high level teachers, um, be able to understand all that information and also enact the information by helping others and being aware and doing these things. You know, they say that it's so fucking rare to have a fortunate human rebirth, which is that they compare it to a turtle that's swimming around all the oceans in the world comes up for air for every 30 minutes or so and then there's a yoke that like ox you know like pulls a plow with you know the, the thing that's floating around all those oceans too for that turtle to synchronistically stick its head through that yoke they say is easier than to have a fortunate human rebirth you know so if you have one and get one and you don't use it right, you for sure ain't going to ever get one again, basically, because, you know, I mean, you fucking blew it, you know? Um, and, but, you know, you kind of put the statistical format to it, like, oh, you mean that thing that's impossible, a fortunate human rebirth more impossible than impossible? Oh, okay, sick. You know, so that's why if you get a, get one of these rebirths that you're aware, you know what I mean, where you can, be aware of yourself it's very valuable you know so if you you don't want to blow it you know that's why you got to like utilize it really really well you know and really that's kind of the core like the tibetan book of the dead really um is it's talking about the different stages of death and everything but the fact is who cares you know it's like we're, we're alive you know let's like help people for sure if you have you'll have a good death if you help people you know that for sure the afterbirth bardo stuff will be better if you helped people when you were alive you know like i'm 100 promise you know and so i guess that's for me that's what i more know about the book of the dead you know don't get me wrong when my dog hazy died and i'm like doing mantras for for you know what i mean i like played like the recording of the tibetan book of the dead as she as after she died you know what I mean? so i'm not like saying you know i'm not like discarding it that's stupid or anything it's like fucking amazing and like something that should be high on the bookshelf and the top part you know um but i'm saying as as a as a person as normal people you know like what we can do really is do good work right now you know and you know focus more on having good meditation and good mental training and focus so we can be aware of our body and our energy you know and we can do that quite simply you know um breath focus is quite easy but you know 
most people don't do those kind of things. So um, that's the first step of meditation is having, you know, one point of concentration on breath, you know, um, once that can be achieved well, then you just expand that into more complex styles of meditation and different yogas, you know. Um, then, you know, hopefully everyone's, everyone's goal as a practitioner is to have a good death practice and to be able to be aware during your death. You know, my, um, my good buddy, Logan, you know, he's like, um, you know, I, I became friends with him when he was 18. So it's kind of mentored him a little bit. And, you know, he's like my brother, you know, really love the guy, but you know, we talk about, I talk about death a lot. And he's all, man, he's all gives a fuck about death, you know? So you don't want to do the one thing like fucking a coward, you know, the, the thing that every single other human on earth ever has to, will, will go through, you know what I mean? And ever has gone through, you know, it's like, you know, you got to take that kind of stuff. Like that's a one thing we all got in common, you know, every single one of us, you know, so seems like we're pretty much the same then, you know, so <clears throat> that being said, you know, um, our life that we're living is really the, 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 going to be the juice of that, you know, that's why now, you know, these different things and my buddy, Mike, you know, he, he was in the military and stuff and, you know, had a, had a rough one in there because, you know, it was a good as a good soldier, you do, you do, you do what they tell you to do and you do it fucking with dignity and honor and loyalty and all that stuff, you know, and, um, some of the things that you have to do probably aren't the best, you know, and you regret it, you know, um, especially with our understanding of the government and how things work and all that stuff. You're like, fuck, man, this wasn't just, you know, anyhow. So doing these kind of different philanthropic endeavors of helping others can like really dissolve a lot of that past trauma you know um and i think no other thing that i've found um can you know dissolve past traumas than really actually like helping others you know and really devoting yourself to um you know an altruistic state of mind and that style of living in all your actions you know and all your speech you know like so even you know really like you know, that's why I do a lot of talk about intentional horticulture and this kind of thing. And, um, and honestly, it's about that, really. It's about, you know, utilizing our relationship with like wisdom plants to enhance, elevate and cultivate a more altruistic state of mind to where we can take that out for all beings, you know. And then we work with this plant that we care and love and cherish to hopefully heal and help and um create peace of mind in others and but then you can start doing that in all your practices and all your actions and all your relations and all your communications you know with everyone you're talking to you can it can all be focused in that state of bodhicitta or that altruistic mind that really is you know devoted and engaged and intended to help evolve and you know create freedom from suffering for everyone 
as like that continuum, you know? So we can do that with everything, you know? It doesn't have to be, you know, so I, so from my perspective, if we can do that in all, all of our day and all of our night, but like all of what we're, what we're trying to accomplish in our action, you know, I think that that death ride through the Bardo and that whole Tibetan Book of the Dead thing, it's going to be like, fucking, you'd be like, whoa, you know, full on, bro, like, you know, hyped, you know, who fucking cares then, you know? Because really they have this, you know, there's this saying by this great master, Shanti Deva, you know, um, for as long as space remains, for as long as sentient beings remain, until then may I too remain to dispel the miseries of the world, you know? So and then I, I don't hear in that verse, like, let me be born in heaven so I could be free of suffering forever, you know? <laughs> I just don't hear that there. I hear, like, let me keep coming back to this super shit because I have courage, you know? And I'll help, you know? Because what am I going to do? Leave all my family here, you know? All these beings, like, what about all your dogs that you had in your life, you know, that were there for you fucking down would have died for you in any second. You gonna leave all, all them, you know, like even them, you know, but then all the brothers, the sisters, the family, the mothers, the fathers, all the things that like sacrificed their life for you. You know, so many times you like leave it like, like a coward, you know? So I, I don't know, you know, for me, I'm like, gotta like ride or die with this ship, you know, because this human relation with this earth realm is pretty fucking rare, you know? So I'm like, I'm going to ride or die this thing, you know, until the wheels fall off. Even if it's like Mad Max style, I'll have my fucking like AR-15, you know, ready to rock, you know? Because like, that's life, you know? Um, you know, I'm, I'm very devout Buddhist and don't want to kill anybody. But if someone like endangers my family, like I'll kill them, you know? And that's life, you know, so it doesn't matter, you know, even my teacher said, you know, I said, what do you do? You know, like, cause it's getting kind of awkward. How, at to what level should I protect Bodhi? He said, all you protect him to whatever level you need to, to where you guys are the ones walking away. I said, all right, sick, you know, <laughs> that's easy. Um, you know, and that's real. Cause he said, good people need to survive. You know, that's kind of what we're faced with, you know, in the future. So I don't know, you know, um, Stony ass rant, huh? Oh man, I, I love this episode. This is one of the things that I loved about the last episode, my friend. <laughs> so, you know, I agree with a lot of things you said. You know, I'm definitely headed down the Buddhism uh, phase of life myself. And I have been the last few years, ever since, you know, what started me down the mindful path was a strong psychedelic trip on some mushrooms but even before that young as as a young child you know i kind of had this feeling that you know there was a life cycle we were repeated we were repeating somehow and which is kind of backed up by you know the buddhism stance that i have today so uh i'm Earlier on, you said it's a rarity that anybody remembers, you know, the rebirth in the past life. And I think that's because if my, my proper understanding of the path is 
you, to kind of keep repeating it until you've lived the the a full perfect you know peaceful mindful life basically and then you were moved on to something greater and then at that point you could move on to the next realm or you could choose to stay back for some reason and purposely be reborn and then it's at that point that you kind of are reborn and remember you know the point you know what i mean or your reason for rebirth uh do you, you find any truth into uh my my theory or you know thought pattern here and uh well i mean that from a buddhist perspective they basically you know it's all karmic you know so we have all these subtle karmic realities we have this latent karmas um, we have karmas from this life, karmas from past lives. All of those karmas, our mind, our subtle mind, it's like a momentum of a continuum. And that's that manifests through its relation and all these kind of aspects. So we're going to keep kind of facing the same issues because that's until we overcome those karmas, you know those kind of conditions um you know so that's that's the way it is from a buddhist perspective and we'll keep being reborn all in the same continuum so that's why it kind of if we don't overcome these certain karmas that will keep running into those same issues you know same problems um is that why we're kind of born basically blind you know so I mean, we don't we're not focused on the on the path or on the on the past and you know what i mean focus on just re, on fixing that end of it instead of being more mindful for the whole path i'm not really sure man i do know that like the babies are like really pure you know and i know that like when they're young they're really close to the to you know, are really close to something really special, you know? Um, at least that's how it's, I've seen it, you know? And then you, if you, what my experience with, um, with Bodhi is trying to keep that purity and let them discover life and living in all the ways they can with that purity kind of continuing you know instead of it being kind of stamped out and whatever you know we you know we i'm i'm 47 so i had a you know my my mom's korean my dad military guy you know it's kind of it's kind of rowdy around the house you know <laughs> like if you, if you didn't do things perfect i'm the only child you know if you didn't do it perfect it was like you're a stupid fuck you know <laughs> so <clears throat> Anyhow, um, you know, different style now, you know, I mean, I'm still super strict and all that stuff, you know, but he gets all this, a lot of love and a lot of support in a lot of different ways from, oh, you want to play piano here? Here's two, here's a different level, blah, blah, blah. You do the thing, fucking loves it, jams out all the time, kills it, sings, fucking rocking, I'm fucking hyped, like, you know, whatever, you know, anything, everything, anything creative, like, let's go, you know? 
be a selfish fuck hell no you know you know and so like even with him like we just like conditioned him with adventure time you know and that was the cartoon he was able to watch you know and so if you're selfish on there you're like heckled and treated really poorly you know if and the whole basis of the show has a very you know from my perspective like buddhist based philosophy and um how they deal it's very um you know how you're supposed to deal you deal selflessly you help others you you know do it in a kind of community family-based format you know that's basically judged by everyone you know as a collective kind of so that kind of underlying philosophy is you know it was really helpful for parenting for me because i was like you know how would utilize that hey how would you know how would Finn act you know how, how would jake how would they how would they deal in the situation you know would they be little selfish fuckers or you know would they like help and be kind and you know and you think about it you know and it's just like it really worked a lot you know um so i don't know you gotta like gotta use every tool you can i guess <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, <clears throat> I tried to uh, spoil my children as well. But looking back at one of the things I kind of look back at it, I wish I would have could have given them more and in hindsight myself. And I wish I could have gave them the most important thing. And again, time didn't teach me that until later in life, you know, that time was the most important thing, flat out. <laughs> There's nothing more, more has more value than time. Your time with your child, your time having those great moments. You know, here I, I've tried to explain that to my children as I'm, they're growing older. And one, I just actually, since though one of the major changes from the last year, my friend, is I did was uh, I found out recently I'm going to be a grandfather and soon next month, my first hey, grandson. Dude. And uh, you're, you're, you're what I'm going to 50. I'm older than you, bro. Holy shit. Sick, <laughs> dude. You're killing it, bro. I appreciate that, man. Oh, yeah. But, dude, I thought uh, you were you younger know, than me. <laughs> no way. No way. So, hey, what time um, is it? Yeah. Oh, it is 1244 uh, my time. I'm not sure what that is yours. I think we're gonna... I, I experience the, the time thing with them is, you know, that is the most important thing, you know, don't necessarily focus on material bullshit, uh, you know, give them, you know, feed their dreams, but necessarily don't, don't, you know, make them work for it, you know, make them have the fire for it as well. But, you know, time, time, you know, that was the most important thing, the most lesson learned in the, in hindsight for me uh yeah for sure How are we doing that time since we're on know, speaking, head, speaking know, of I that realize... i'm gonna go kick it with my kids since it's uh <laughs> we just talked about that <laughs> i think it's been a... i don't blame you <clears throat> i think we're um we've been on over an hour so um you know 
can kind of lay right here. Right down, brother. I'm really grateful for, you know, another night of hanging out with you, some more great stories. And I completely understand, as I just said, there's nothing more important than the opportunity you have right now they, you know, that with the child, you know, and that's going to, it, it's the future, my friend. As you, you know, you know, that time now is the future. So uh, sure, I greatly respect that. So, yes. Uh, yeah, well, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's sick. And anytime, man, I'm always down to do this. So it's um, it's really just a great pleasure and really an honor just to share share perspective with, um, you know, a different uh, crowd of people that I'm able to communicate with in my daily life. So it's like, it's always a big blessing, you know? Yeah, and again, thank you for your time. One final thing before you go. Uh, well, one reminder that the Zoom link that you have is always good for to hang, come hang out anytime you want. By the oh, way, really? Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's I'll come, a, it's I'll come troll you thing. sometime when you're like in the middle of a the middle of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would I would. Uh, I would open it. I'd be open to the opportunity. So, with that being said, there are panel shows too that uh, that other people would like to hang and pick your brain, and you know. So it is good for that. But uh, one corny ending to what has been an awesome episode is: Can I get a soundbite from you, my friend? Basically, what I'm looking for, my version is: Hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle episode. 633 you can put whatever you want before or after that i'd be honored for whatever i get yo this is green Bodie on talking shit with eagle episode 633 always a fucking sick one such a blessing and an honor to be kicking it and talking shit with the man Thank you for such an uh, awesome soundbite, my friend. And again, thank you so much for your time. You have a great night, and I look forward to speaking to again with you sometime in the near future. Epic. My pleasure. Thank you so much, bro. For the rest of you guys, uh, hopefully you will join me in the Weed Nord world here in a few minutes. So fill your tray, empty your bladder, and I will see you guys in a few minutes. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness do save lives. If you're not going to follow over to the Weed Nerd World, please remember that. But for the rest of you, I will see you in a few. Thank you again, Green Bodie.